When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll provide an update on how the largest global e-commerce sports nutrition brand has performed this year and what its recent rebrand could mean for its future. But before we get started, I would love if you took 55 seconds out of your day to leave a rating and review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. My protein is in the early stages of rolling out a global rebrand, but is it impactful enough to make the future clearer for the THG nutrition division? I'll get to a collection of my thoughts around that introductory question a bit later in this content, but on September 14th of 2023, THG, aka the company formerly known as the Hut Group, updated the public markets by releasing its 2023 first half earnings report. I'll be utilizing that financial information along with the notes I took listening to the earnings conference call and any relevant publicly disclosed information to obviously update you on the recent performance of THG Nutrition Division, That includes my protein, but also utilize everything to provide insights surrounding the global supplement markets. Just some kind of quick financial mumbo jumbo housekeeping for us Americans. These numbers that you'll hear throughout the content will be for the first half, so six months, not three, because THG is not an American corporation and has different reporting standards for its public markets. Additionally, I did the currency conversion on all of these numbers, so These numbers that you will be hearing throughout will be in US dollars, not British pounds. For those that might not be too familiar with THG, the company is currently made up of several different divisions. There are two branded product divisions that focus on the beauty category and then the previously mentioned nutrition category. They also have a proprietary end-to-end direct-to-consumer e-commerce SaaS solution used for THG nutrition and THG beauty, but also licensed to third-party brands This is called THG Ingenuity, and it's essentially the master switch for the whole organization. While I believe understanding the whole THG machine is important, this piece of content is only interested in updating you on the recent performance of THG Nutrition, which is comprised of the categorically focused digital first brands. It includes the world's largest online sports nutrition brand, MyProtein, and its family of sub-brands, the largest of those being MyVitamins and MyVegan. So let's start with a quick financial overview of THG Nutrition. The 2023 first half divisional revenue for THG Nutrition was approximately $423 million, which was up only 2.6% year over year. Why is that growth rate so low? Especially if we look out over the last two years, being up only 3.7% in that period. I've mentioned some of this previously, but there are three 
probably more like four major things going on here. Firstly, THG is self-described as a vertically integrated digital first consumer brands retailing its own brands in beauty and nutrition plus third-party brands via a complete digital commerce solution, Ingenuity, to a online and global customer base. That's awesome positioning long-term as I'm not sure anyone would argue that e-commerce will continue gaining share of global shopping behavior. But in the interim, supplement shoppers are enjoying the extended breadth and depth of categorical merchandising inside large physical retail channels. Seeing these shopping behavior trends, THG Nutrition has continued investing in retail partnerships where they place a limited or exclusive SKU range as part of a bigger demand generation strategy. One such example would be in healthy frozen meals and better for you ice cream. In a recent LinkedIn post, THG CEO Matthew Molding stated after a successful start to the licensing partnership with UK-based food warehouse Iceland, my protein would do close to $40 million in retail sales of healthy frozen meals. That gave them confidence to extend into healthier and protein-rich ice cream products that launched this month in the UK market. He even joked that my protein was seriously focused on moving into other categories and would be seeking partnerships with other major global brands. The second major thing going on at THG Nutrition over the last two years was it acquired several supply side businesses and needed to transition them from primarily servicing third-party brands to focusing on internal THG Nutrition production. So more of a behind the scenes operational distraction, but one that will show long-term results on the bottom line profitability. Thirdly was a major strategic decision for MyProtein to not exercise the highest level of pricing power on the market in late 2021 and into 2022, maybe even into 2023. The logic was that even though protein input costs had doubled to almost tripled in a short period of time, the company prioritized its loyal customer base over maximizing near-term gross margins. If anyone has seen my previous THG content from that period, you know that I was supportive of this move, mostly because my protein utilizes a heavy promotional strategy and that price-sensitive customer file would likely leave the brand if they instituted upwards of a 20% price increase on whey protein SKUs like a major competitor, Optum Nutrition was able to successfully accomplish. So, with THG Nutrition being a deeply vertically integrated business segment and categorical margins already being traditionally higher than other ingestible CPG categories, they had the luxury of instituting price protection for consumers, in turn placing emphasis on customer retention and leaving some additional acquisition opportunities from customers looking to trade down. In a vacuum, this seemed like a great strategy that would pay strong long-term dividends. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But in the real world, revenue results wouldn't be as clean and straight line in the first few years. Over the first half of 2023, THG Nutrition had about 5% lower active customers and total orders year over year. The average order value was higher, but that's mostly because of a minimal pricing action that the company did institute. 
Could those numbers have been worse? Maybe, even likely. So we could state there was a healthy customer stickiness, but could those numbers have been better? A resounding yes. If you look at the profitability of THG Nutrition, they bounced back quickly to nearly record margin levels. Everyone knew the protein input costs would fall over 2023, so THG Nutrition overshooting margin expectations left acquisition opportunities on the table. And this leads us to the fourth sort of major thing that's creating challenges at THG Nutrition, which is that THG Nutrition isn't a standalone business and portfolio struggles leading to strategic shifts have natural trickle-down impacts. THG Nutrition is currently accounting for almost all of the profitability for THG, yet only makes up one-third of the total portfolio revenue. Insulated departmental decision-making or not, THG Nutrition can't be super aggressive strategically when they are carrying the weight of the portfolio. Yes, THG is well-capitalized, but again, internal constraints are likely holding back THG Nutrition from the growth available in the global functional CPG markets. But let's shift into talking about one area that THG Nutrition has decided to take on some risk, and that's with the global rebrand of MyProtein. And make no mistake about it, rebranding can be quite risky. Because remember, the goal when making these significant and visible changes is typically to enhance brand equity first, and then any assumed increase in sales over the near term is really icing on the cake. But there's a double-edged sword effect one that every CPG brand assumes wouldn't happen to them. And that's the fact that packaging refreshes and larger rebrands can harm near-term sales by inadvertently disassociating from core passionate customer cohorts. Now, I'm not going to talk aesthetics here because that's very subjective, but looking across the brand touch points that have been released at this point, THG Nutrition is clearly signaling a much larger commitment to making MyProtein a more inclusive lifestyle brand centered around health empowerment. I don't think that's a bad thing, yet expanding further away from primarily speaking to seasoned gym enthusiasts to now supporting everyone regardless of their fitness journey stage hasn't been the easiest task to accomplish successfully for legacy sports nutrition brands. But from what I've seen publicly, again, I think MyProtein is doing things the right way. They've taken a step back, clarified the brand's core values, simplified the brand messages, and will reconfigure the product portfolio around three specific health objectives, prepare and optimize, build and recover, and everyday fitness. Regardless, it's just really a massive undertaking to seamlessly reinvent an almost billion-dollar sports nutrition legacy brand that operates in 70 territories and has several thousand SKUs. And I know many of the THG Nutrition team members regularly consume my content. So I'm not really trying to be negative or rude or anything like that, just being real from someone that knows the true difficulty level here of pulling all of this off and getting the type of returns needed to win the hearts of internal leadership and public market stakeholders. But for this final part of the content, I wanna run through some what could be next type scenarios. So let's talk growth prospects firstly and start with geographical expansion or maturation and strategy. While most of the divisional revenue comes from outside the UK home market, there's still tons of runway left in the various geographies. This is especially true in building out scale in new and emerging markets like the Middle East and North Africa and Australia, which saw year-over-year double-digit active customer growth. THG Nutrition also has repositioned itself in the India market and refocused its China efforts towards a marketplace's strategy. Within the largest single market outside of the UK, 
THC Nutrition is leaning further into physical retail placements in America. My protein recently landed in the vitamin shop and also announced an upcoming Costco placement. Realistically, my protein could double its US revenue over the next few years, and it really wouldn't make me blink an eye. They just haven't hit on the right strategic alignment yet to flourish here. And that sort of leads me into the next growth prospect around channel diversification. THC Nutrition will continue to be digital first, but in mature markets like the United States and UK, they will head deeper into physical retail. I also think that's a part of an underlying focus with the rebrand, because when you broaden your customer focus, the marketing efficiencies become more apparent when you have scaled distribution and products that fit into those channels, which I guess gets us into the growth prospects within the product strategy. Protein powders and popular performance nutrition categories like pre-workouts are obviously crushing it in large retail across the US market, but my protein will eventually hit a similar optimum nutrition problem when it comes to a lack of the ready to drink and ready to eat options. Additionally, my protein has been playing the licensed flavor game, even calling out the importance of expanding that strategy in the earnings presentation. I also found it interesting that they went as far as to announce new partnerships coming soon with confectionery brand Chompa Chumps and spirits brand Southern Comfort. But finally, the ultimate what could be next scenario involves who ends up owning THD Nutrition. There are three paths and I'll start with the least probable. Within last year's first half earnings update, I mentioned leadership catching a case of the nervous laughs and basically pleading the fifth when asked if THD Nutrition was getting acquisition interest. This year, CEO Matthew Moaning wasn't shy in saying they've gotten ample interest in THD Nutrition, and though the bids were multiples of the current entire THD market cap, the segment wasn't for sale, which leads me to the next path. THD Nutrition is spun off into a standalone public company, likely with its listing in the U.S. markets because there's more favorable multiples, and if bids were indeed higher than the entire THD market cap, which I believe is true considering THG's market cap is only around $900 million at the time of recording this, investors are signaling this is a case of the parts are worth more than the whole. And then the final, in just barely beating out the spinoff for most likely path, would be no change at all. THG Nutrition continues to be the profitability champion and stays under the THG portfolio, but we shall see how everything plays out. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 